Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, everyone. 21 days of prayer was completed yesterday, and want to give a huge thanks to everyone who was a part of it, but specifically in this moment, I want to highlight the countless hours that went, not countless, but many, that went in to make it possible for us to be shaped, formed, pray, receive for 21 days, tech, speakers, people opening the building, facilities, cleaning, emails that went out, communication, and all of that is with people that are either volunteered, working by vocational. This is such a beautiful remnant that God is, has here. So just thank you to all that made it possible for 21 days of prayer. And today's a bonus day. Uh, we went to a Blue Man group yesterday. Shout out to my mom who got us tickets. We got to go, and I was grateful to everybody who... Um, made the production team that put in hours to make Blue Man Group possible, and you go and you enjoy, and you get in your car and you leave, and they're cleaning up all the stuff on stage, and and with that image in mind of 21 days of prayer could come, it could go, but today we want to invite you into behind the scenes or a workshop that helps us get practices of put this in motion in our life in our day to day. Because we are people that want to posture ourselves to remain and abide in Jesus Christ. So today's the spiritual health kit. It's kind of a bonus day for 21 days of prayer. So today we'll complete the pray series. And then next week we'll get into a rhythm and a momentum carrying us into Easter. And I'm Jerome, if I haven't got to meet any of you, and welcome to those that are tuning in online, in your car, at home. We love you. So Connect Team, if you guys could begin to hand out, so this is in the spirit like, of, uh, like class. So take one, pass it down. 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 And if you're at home, the homework is to go get a piece of paper, journal, a pen. You could use your phone. You could listen to me right now and reject all of those options, but it would be really neat if we caught it more than we taught it. Application means it's, it, it just teaches us more on the brain. I have a bottle of water here, and if I threw it to you, you could catch it, or I could throw it to Mark, and Mark catches it, and Mark throws it back to me. Now, he knows what that felt like because he caught it, I caught it, and we also know what that moment feels like because shout out to when we were playing football back in middle school, scoring TDs, y'all, so throwing the ball to each other. We can tell someone about an experience or we can experience it for ourselves. Let's not do it secondhand. Don't settle for secondhand Jesus today. The spiritual health kit was shaped and formed during the pandemic to try to resource our people well, where not only should we be physically healthy, but in light of eternity, if we missed all of our get fit days and we missed all of our eat good days, but we got Jesus right, then by all means, that's infinitely more important. Life is short, eternity isn't. Take notice, plan accordingly. The spiritual health kit is focusing on our soul. We'll take in more time to make sure everybody gets one. 
If I could get a stool, too, for anybody hearing my voice, no rush, um, that'd be awesome. Oh, I got one right behind me. Phenomenal. Random songs pop in my head. Uh, the song was Pump Up the Volume, Pump Up the Volume, Dance, Dance, when I turned around there. Passing those around. Everyone's got one. If you don't got one, you can raise your hand. No shame in the game. Don't miss out. And I know we probably got a couple in the crowd that are too cool for school. They're like, ah, it's not for me. One of my favorite teachers, I go, do I got to take this test? He goes, no, you don't have to. I go, I don't? He goes, yeah, you can just take an E. Unfortunately, I made a wrong decision that day, but I thought it was beautiful because he allowed me to choose. Today, you don't have to. I hope that you would be invited that we would get to into the spiritual health kit. So to frame this today, we're going to take three passes. One, I'll teach on these five, uh, five steps or practices that you can customize as you see fit of what's helpful for you. You could take none of it, uh, but, but our prayer today with that, we've seen the benefit in our own life, and meaning we, uh, those that we're in close proximity with, that whether that's we're leading together on teams or discipling because of we live close to each other, you name it. But this has been super profitable, and each one of us has customized it on the journey, and we pray that it would do the same for you. So the first pass we'll take is we'll teach on these areas, so there's nothing to fill out, there's nothing to write down. It's more informative of why. And then the second pass, we will get messy. We'll start to write stuff down. The third pass we will take is use it, take it home, apply as you see fit. This resource is also on our website under the resources tab called Health Kit. Spiritual Health Kit, here we go. Amen? Everyone got it? Does anybody need it? Hand raised, need one? They'll find you. All right, cool. We are loved to love. We posture ourselves today Understanding that Jesus teaches, apart from him, we can do nothing. But in him, if we remain or abide or be home, then we can bear much fruit. How do we remain in Jesus? Well, Jesus is the source of life. Our good works, when we bring to the table, can't move the needle. But who Jesus is, what he's done, and what he's constantly doing in our lives in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we posture and position ourselves to remember our faith is secure in him. It is finished. We remain in him. And as we remain in him, we receive. And in that process of remaining and receiving, what happens is we release some junk that's in us. And then we go out into the world to be followers of Jesus. But when we work the equation backwards or the recipe and say, oh, I got to go love people. I got to make disciples. Well, we're giving something that we haven't received. So to frame it, we're love to love. Looking at 1 John 4, 19, it says, we love because he first loved us. Sequentially, the sentence should probably read, he first loved us, therefore we love. Who loved first? God. Who put in motion love? God. His agape love, steadfast love that on our worst day he was giving. The gift of grace. 
powerful. And then when we're in Christ, we think, okay, we didn't come just to play church. We want to be transformed. And Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of, God's, of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Or worship means to ascribe worth or to bow down. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed. Or the word there in Greek is metamorpha, or what we might know as metamorphosis, which is a change or a transformation, something that is no longer in the old state, has become brand new. When we're in Christ, we are brand nude and then are brand new. But then to walk this out, this journey that can feel like a limp some days, a wrestle other days, we stumble, we get up, we fall down. Amen, join the club. Who's perfect? Oh, practice. We get back up. And how do we do that? We renew our mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Entering our steps of the health kit, this is not above scripture. This isn't a one size fits all. Each one of us have different personalities and God meets you there. Peter, who was one of the disciples in Jesus' closest crew, was very different than Thomas, which was very different than John. And they had different personalities and there was a level of ambiguity and empowerment for each individual. God would meet them there. But there was things that overlapped or things that put us all in sync or calibrate us, and how do we enter the gates with God? Well, in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says this. Why do we first start with thanking God? It says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. And in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ, Jesus for you. There's many studies that talk about the power of gratitude that aren't Christian, mind you. But there is common grace for every person made in the image of God. There's things that align us to be renewed or transformed in a way that when we approach Scripture, we're in a different posture. And doing this exercise of practicing the attitude of gratitude or to be thankful resets me in a way that few things ever have. And you'll notice there's two columns when we take the second pass. You're going to get to fill those in. The first column being yesterday. Because we wake up groggy with the cloud now, not everybody. I know there's exceptions to the rule. There's some people that wake up with the pep in the step and shout out to you. But I think whoever shouts the, 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 the loudest uh, also cries the loudest. I think sometimes those that seem to be most happy, really, what I've seen behind the scenes, experience deep sorrow. And I'm sure there's an exception to that. And you might just always be joyful. And that is amazing. But each one of us can align ourselves to be renewed to where we understand that we can give thanks to God in everything. And we start to see a pattern that, ooh, yesterday, what mattered most? And then today, what am I thankful for? And this doesn't have to get super spiritual. Some days I'm just thankful for a cup of coffee. And that also tells me yesterday probably wasn't the best day. 
And if I find myself saying, oh, I thank you, God, yesterday that the sun was out. Yeah, okay, that, that was amazing. But that also might say that, did I maximize the day? Was I driving the day or letting it drive me? And of course, things are going to come up, and we need to be interruptible, and we need to be agile. But what I found is remembering what I'm thankful for yesterday. One, there was a lot of things to be thankful for. Two, but it also says what's most important, and then what mattered most, and was I carving out time the day before? And then today, thinking through, and this happens fast, sometimes it happens in a car ride, sometimes it happens at the gym, and I can't get to write it down, but you think, ooh, ooh, what am I thankful for today? And then it couples yesterday and today, and then it creates momentum for the present, and then moving into tomorrow. That's the first practice, first uh, recipe to this love, to remember that we're love to love. And then we move to number two, which is to be silent or to pause and pray. Silence before the Lord is a form of prayer. It reminds us that we're not in control before we become a busy body, before we're instantly focused on the work we have to do. I naturally relate more with the parable of Martha, where let's get to work. Jesus, why is my sister, talking about Mary and Martha here, sitting at your feet wanting to hang out with you when we should be getting ready to host people. I might fall in this category, or I do fall in this category with Martha a lot more. Now Martha is hitting a home run. She's doing what's customary in that moment. But the greater thing is present, Jesus. So silence shapes me and informs me of what Mary knew in that moment, which I also knew Martha knew as well. Martha, I think, is gonna get a lot more credit in heaven than we can realize. I, I believe that moment probably shaped her in ways that was so powerful. But Mary understood in that moment that the greater thing is Jesus and being still or pausing or breathing and then moving into some form of prayer. A prayer could be silent, could be Abba, it could be recite the Lord's Prayer. It could be God just help me. Or if all else fails, just say Jesus. So in the second discipline, we're thinking more about how we're breathing. We're thinking, how do I reset? How do I go slow? I referenced Blue Man Group at the beginning here too, and they, they recognize something. They don't even speak in their performances. If you're familiar with them, they're uh, three dudes who are all blue, and they jam out, they rock out, but they don't speak at all. So they transcend culture, they performed all over the world, but they handed out this little sheet here. They had their own little exercise for their performance, and it says, in order for the people to relax, they need to focus on their breath. They breathe in slowly, and then out slowly. If you needed to relax, you could breathe slowly. Practice with your neighbor. See who can breathe most slowly. There you go. Who is the best at being relaxed? Oh, nice clue they left behind towards the answers of life. And you might say, well, is this new age? The Old Testament, the word used for breath is also synonymous and used sometimes with soul. As we're meditating, as we're still as we're knowing God, we are releasing our soul, remaining, receiving, release. There's a couple things that we can scan. You can do this later. I primarily have been 
impacted by the Headspace app. And before I would talk about it on stage, I did talk to them and I said, hey, does this lead to any type of religion? Like, where are you at with this? Is this just a general form of meditation? And they said, we get that, we get that question, um, and it's fair. And this is meant to be just, just a, uh, an amoral, which there's only two kingdoms, so at some level, but it's amoral meditation for all parties, and then you can take or use as you see fit. Headspace has been helpful for me. I like the design of it. I like how it works. I like the courses in there. It does, eventually you have to pay. We'll do the Headspace today just because I have the microphone and that's what I uh, use. But, but the other one that I found, if you're just, man, I need the safe zone. I need to know that it's a Christian leading it. I need to know that this is straight Jehovah Jireh providing here. There's a pause app that I was informed about this week by John Eldridge, Wild at Heart. And that is really cool. So shout out to M MJ who told me about that one, EMJ, in case you thought you could figure out who it is. But the pause app is there, and you can then download these in uh, just a moment when we get into getting messy. And our family, what we do is we can't come up with better prayers sometimes. So we just follow what Jesus said. Pray then like this. And we, 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 we take a day and we recite this together before we leave the house. And sometimes somebody's upstairs, sometimes somebody's sleeping, um, sometimes we miss a word, and then we add some of our own language to it, but we just say, our Father in heaven, and we read that. So you'll find uh, pausing or being still and then praying uh, helps move into, and this can happen very fast, moves into healthier way to enter the scriptures. Because the goal is to devour, chew, marinate on God's word, but also go live it and be people that receive to give. Number three, if you're familiar with any type of identity statements or mantra to renew our mind, things to remember that can shape or inform us, you know how powerful they are. So today, if you don't have some form of an identity statement or something you would read, we will do a little exercise. And the quickest way to get there that I've seen is, first, what are the lies the enemy or Satan is telling you that I am what? I am what? And he'll, he'll say all kinds of lies. And then you replace that with those insecurities, get replaced with security in I am in God. I am brand new. I am chosen. I am forgiven. I'm a masterpiece or what does your name mean? Homework, Google your name. Ask the Lord, is there something there? God, is there a meaning to my name? And when we do this little exercise, we have our kids say the meaning of their name in the car. And it calls our spirit to attention. So identity exercises, they're a form of being. It's just remembering who am I? It is. I am. Who are you? But being in a fallen state in a corrupted sin nature and the devil not fighting fair, because if you ask somebody, what are you dealing with? Well, life's just hard right now. If I could put a connection to your brain and hear what the enemy says to you, how does he say it? It's not PG, is it? It's not. The enemy don't fight fair, but in Jesus Christ, 
we are more than conquerors. So Christ's victory that I'm in Jesus Christ before I ever do anything, identity, action, feelings, oh, changes the game. World's plan, feeling, or what I do or feel, feels what I do, therefore I am. If I feel a certain way, I might as well give in to it. We flip the game upside down. I am in Jesus Christ. B. That affects how I do, my identity, my actions. Then I feel different. So if you feel overwhelmed today, this might be one of the biggest game changers of some homework to work on. Man, I'm going to start to build my own identity statement. Before Jesus ever went to the cross, before Jesus did signs and wonders. There's a moment he gets baptized, and notice this. This is how the Father from heaven talks. It says, Behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. That's my boy. That's my son. That's the one. So when we're clothed in Jesus, this is just straight logical. How does God talk about his sons and daughters? Yep, failure, mistakes, didn't read the Bible enough. No. It's first, we have worth. We're made in the image of God, and then in Christ Jesus, his mercies are new every day, and we're brand new. We can come into the throne of grace because of Jesus. And God talks about Jesus, this is my son. Now, I know as a father, I'll never be able to do this in such a way as God the Father because many times it comes with a comma. This is my son. This is my daughter. Comma, go get this done. (laughs) But with God, it's always a period. Period. So I would submit before we do, before we try to achieve, we receive who we are in Christ. And who are we in Christ? For we are his workmanship. This is so neat. The NLT says, you're God's masterpiece. Oh, I can feel the head trash straight from stage. I'm not a masterpiece. You don't know my story. If you only knew. Okay. I didn't know we were just sharing stories like that. I didn't know. I didn't know that we could uh, be bought by grace and then make it cheap. I, I didn't know we could discount the cross. Yeah, but if you only knew what they said. Yeah, you're right. Words hurt. What does he say? Spiritual health kit. What does he say? Love to love. What does he say? What's God say? And it's a safe space to sh- share all of the enemy's lies. We've got to have people that we can be vulnerable with. We also got to have people that will point us to the truth and the gold that's already inside of us, and we're unlocking. When we're tapping into our identity and who we are, we're remembering whose we are, God's. You are made in the image of God. You are a masterpiece to God, created in Christ Jesus, the preeminent one. Go to Colossians 1 and just see how awesome Jesus is. And then from that, we can never add value to who Jesus is. But from that, we go do good works. (laughs) And God 
is so amazing that he has a way of orchestrating the works he wants us to do. He's prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. It starts to get lighter. God, what do you have for me today? How can I posture myself? If you've heard me preach for a little while, you know I've referenced the turtle. And the turtle is symbolic in so many ways in my life, especially now being in my 40s. Well, the pace of previous 40s isn't the pace I need in the next season. And the turtle wins the race, not the hare. So a turtle can be uh, powerful for me of what it looks like for long game, what it looks like for legacy, what it looks like when we're at the zoo and... One of the least attractive animals was a tortoise, and then our son, who's borderline zoologist, our oldest, he says, hey, Dad, that's, like I said, that's a turtle. He goes, no, Dad, it's a tortoise, and it's the oldest uh, living, breathing uh, animal, which is an animal. What is it? It's a, it's a what? It's a reptile here, and it's over 109 years old, and I thought, man, if the tur- tortoise is outpacing everybody, then I need a tortoise perspective. God, help me get a different pace for the season in my life to be con- contemplative, to be uh, slower, to, to be deeper, to be richer. And I keep a little turtle in my car. And the little tiny turtle, even if I just touch it, it helps me move forward that I would walk in them. Notice it doesn't say run in them. And of course, there's times to run. It's profitable to, to, to sprint But Christianity is made up of sprints, marathons, rest. It's rest hard, work hard, play hard, and each one of us might be in a different rhythm or season. That's why you could see somebody out there running really fast for the Lord and then somebody else else resting with no head trash. But you could also see somebody needing a good pep talk that needs to get out there. But before we get into work or do, we're in who we are. So that's the point of number three. We spent a fair amount of time there because that becomes the game changer to how we can move forward. You hear at City Life that you are what? Loved, you, and you have. Okay, if that's true, if God says he loves you, that's good news. That's the gospel. If you belong and God says you're in his family and you belong to his people, then why can we say, well, I don't belong? Who said that? Who said that? You sure? Did somebody say that? Because God doesn't say that. We all believe that lie. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I fit in. Who does? No, seriously, who does? And then show me. You'll show me a bunch of people that have actually built their whole life upon what they like. We're not against. We're for. We're for people and God. Preferences are always second. And then in God, we do get the freedom to go listen and flow. And it's just so cool and neat. Amen? But we're not defined by what jersey we wear. And I could keep going on. I'll stop. So we're loved. We belong. And then each one of us have purpose. As we're going, everywhere we go, purpose. That's where this Ephesians 2.10 comes in. Walk in. What's our purpose? Our purpose, wow, God, what's your will? What's your will? What's your will? What's your will? There's certain things you don't have to pray about. One of them is this. God, you said be a servant, and you served me. I serve. Sometimes the will of God is more simple than we could fathom. It's less output and just a posture of input. And then, of course, there's moments and unctions that God has put in your life that is unique to you and gets confirmed through people. 
and then gets played out. But I've watched it the other way where people get exhausted at the table and say, well, I just got to know God's will for my life, God's will for my life. I'm at the job. I don't feel like I'm supposed to. Okay. God empowers us in the place we often are at more than he has us removed. And maybe it's less place and more posture and position. And identity does that. We move as we do, and we have purpose in small and large. And then number four, this is where you could stay all day. Word, Bible life, worship, worship life. And for time's sake, uh, I'll just go over this real quick, but these verses are on the screen to, to show you the importance of the word. John 1 talks about how Jesus is the word. And the word was God. And then it goes on that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus uses scripture to overcome the temptation of the enemy. Scripture is living and effective and sharper than any sword, penetrating as far as separation of soul, spirit, joints, and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. But in Scripture, it's key to know, it's, it's, it's key to know that there's many different styles of writing. There's historical, there's narrative or story form, there's poetry, there's hyperboles or likes and parables, uh, which are short stories with one main point that might have subpoints in it. There is topical that you could, a topic of God throughout all of the scriptures that gets re-referenced. Uh, there's a lot in there. There's Proverbs, which is knowledge, but not just knowledge, it's wisdom of when to apply that, and this can feel overwhelming. Don't worry, we're going to make breakfast simple in just a moment. <laughs> I think that's important to reference how overwhelming it can be because a lot of times we're telling people about how we cook breakfast instead of letting people learn and catch it in apprenticeship of what it, where are they at in their season. I remember there was a season where TV evangelists were ministering to me just because I didn't even know the word. I, I had no idea. It was just ministering to me. Stuff that I can't even, you know, fully understand if it's by this, you know, you get this. Now, later, but in the moment, all of it, every, there wasn't, I mean, every single form of Christianity was ministering to me. Every single style. That's why I have a, a, a level of reverence and respect for it. Of course I have that, you know, battle rapper in me. Wait, what? How do they play ball? No. Become all things to all people that you might win them over. It's beautiful. You never know somebody's story. You never know how God's using them. And of course, there's times to rebuke and scripture teaches that or correct. And I think how we do it is more important than uh, what we do. I'm not, man, I, I don't know. I'm not sure online is going to be the best method for us to win people in the day and age in the future. And then, you know, we're called to speak to another another in psalms and hymns and, and make music in our heart. And um, so the couple word and worship, they kind of go hand in hand. Reading the word and then having a soundtrack in um, so the, the worship is 
replacing songs. A worship life is my whole life surrendered to God. And then thinking of music, a part of that. Music, Tyler Staten wrote in a book called The Praying Like Monks, but Living Like Fools, the one we've been recommending this past, one of the ones we've been recommending this past month. He referenced, when he gets to the music section, I thought it was so good. He goes, music is so powerful because it's, it stimulates thought, intellectual, what's true, but it moves my body too because we're physical. I'm moving for those that are just listening to this in a podcast. I'm doing robot. I don't have much dancing, but it moves you. And then also emotionally, your soul. Music is powerful. It communicates a message that is a worldview that leads to someone or something always. No music is neutral. But if you got Cardi B in your playlist today, there's no shame or condemnation. But there is an invitation to say, do our songs lead us to the throne or take us away from? Well, I just like the beat, you know? (laughs) Many scholars believe that uh, there's a reference to an angel that fell uh, from heaven being Satan or Lucifer and was a first chair, played music for God. And whether it's, if, if, it's, if it's real, it, if that's true about Lucifer and Satan, may we heed exponentially. But if it's not true, I still think the illustration is super powerful because we know the power of music. There's music that couldn't come with me in certain seasons because it had power that led me astray. A worship life says, I'm going to exchange maybe quality or like or for content that's leading to the to a message that's worldview. And parents, don't use this clip to see, pastor said the, you can't listen to that bad stuff. All right, moving on. And then from this place, uh, we, we just go love to love. So we got 12 minutes left. That's the teaching. You could revisit this later. Uh, chew on it on your own. I want to call, uh, worship team's going to come up. We're going to go through the, uh, we're going to go through this. So let's write down, we're thankful. We're people that we're thankful. So three things we're thankful for yesterday and three things we're thankful for today.
And don't overthink it. And what I notice when I write it down, it's, 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 doing, it's, it's doing the work that science validates, that's shaping, it's changing pathways in my mind where depression tries to settle in or anxieties or resentment, it's, it, it's reshaping and renewing me, transforming me. And I think, wow, God, thank you. There's a lot to be thankful for yesterday, today. And then it moves forward. And then number two, we're going to take a moment and we're going to take 60 seconds. I have a countdown up here. We're actually not going to reference the video, but we're going to just take 60 seconds and we're going to pause and be still and breathe. So for one minute, and when we breathe, Abba, an intimate expression that Jesus uses with his dad or God, the Father, that we have access in Jesus to say, God, thank you. We're like a daddy, intimate connection. So as we just focus on our breath, we're going to breathe in, ah, breathe out, bah, for 60 seconds as we're paused and we're still before the Lord with a form of silent Abba prayer. So let's do that. Three, two, That was one minute. And when we started that exercise, it was exactly negative 11.43 on the counter. That's the I love you time. Thank you. And let's move to identity. Take a moment as fast as you can because we're just going to cross it out. You can, this is where you hit the keys again. That'd be beautiful. Thank you. Um, if there's lies that you're believing, just just or not believing, but just maybe the enemy has been saying to you, could have been today, just go rapid fire. We're not gonna, we're gonna crush, we're gonna crush that in a second. Anything. You're not enough. You don't have what it takes. You don't have value. You're unlovable, whatever. All the stupid stuff the enemy says. And then take your pen, and we're going to just cross all that off, because that's not true. 
It's not how God speaks about us. So we're not, we're not even gonna, we're, that, you're gonna not even take that one home. We're not even gonna keep that in front of us anymore. What we're gonna do, and there's no way this could take place for today, but let the Lord speak to us and how we would fill this out. And here's a little starter for it. Write this. I am loved. There's your line one. Line two. I belong. Line three. I have purpose. And then add and customize this later. I am new in Jesus. Maybe there's a phrase that the enemy has always said over your life that now has been replaced. The Lord will give you something different. I am chosen. I am worthy. I am accepted. I am forgiven. I am a daughter of the Most High. I move at the speed of a turtle. So take a moment now and let's just read those three sentences. And in your mind, say it. Because you believe the power of your you believe the power of your words most. And talk to preach to yourself. And we'll say, I am loved. We'll pause. I belong and I have purpose. So close your eyes, you and God, in your voice, in your head. Just repeat silently in your mind I am. Now repeat in your mind, I belong. And then repeat, I have purpose. And then moving forward to the word and worship, and this is where we'll close to go out and love the love the one, to love the city one life at a time is uh, there's a link here to, there's many different Bible apps a lot of great tools a lot of great work out there but a simple way to start is the Version Bible app that Life Church has created every day they have a verse of the day they have reflective things and today's verse was um, if you could just pull up what that app looks like when I was studying it this morning it's Jesus says to his followers, it's that picture on the next slide. It Matthew, what is it, Matthew, uh, yes, was that 16 or 18, 24? 16, 24. It says, oh, you can still sit there, you're fine. Then he said to his disciples, if anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And I was studying that this morning thinking, oh my goodness, Jesus is saying martyrdom is better than anything this world has to offer. 
Because <laughs> he goes on to say, if you lose your life, you'll find it. If you find your life, you'll keep it. And then it says that you brought nothing in this world. Basically, it says, what would it profit if you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul? Meaning, if you got everything this world had to offer. And when they think cross in that time and day and age, they're thinking death sentence. And this is on purpose. Not to be morbid or scary, but to say, my love is greater than life itself. It's eternal. Get that perspective. I thought, oh my goodness. Okay, take up my cross. <laughs> that happened alone. It happened in my office. I don't know where it'll happen for you, but that's how the, just the verse of the day could shape and then you click and study it and it leads to the whole chapter and depending on how much time you have, you might be able to customize accordingly and just sit at his feet before we go love, right? And then there's a song playing in the background. Like, have all of me. That's why I asked the team just to end with that. Just all of me, God. Have your way. Because before we leave to go love the one and go make disciples, teaching and observing, we're people that remember how we were bought and brought into. And our health is different in our soul. Our lives are different. So thanks for being on this little journey of a workshop today or a practice experience of how we could customize this to take it home. I pray that this happens in five minutes tomorrow in your life or 10 minutes or an hour, that we would wake up early again. And, and we have groups right around the corner because we don't wanna do life alone. We wanna be with God and with people. And these people can help, help guide you, do it together. If we're vulnerable, real, no shame, no condemnation, take off the mask. We don't want a secondhand Jesus. We want the real for ourselves. Beautiful. Amen. I want to pray over us, and we're just going to sing a couple verses. Just kind of sear in the worship life, and then we're going to go about our day and catch a new rhythm next week at City Life. So we're getting ready to go into February. The Pray Series ends today. And it will be an awesome time. We're expecting God to do his best work on the inside of us this year for this next journey ahead. God, I thank you for every person here. I pray that our souls would be legendary. I pray we'd be people that receive the unforced rhythms of grace. We breathe in your mercy. We breathe in your love. We breathe in your compassion. We breathe in your forgiveness. And if there's people here today that have never breathed in you, Jesus, never believed in their heart and confessed with your mouth that you're the only way, I pray that we would recognize today to let you in as Savior and let you lead as Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, let it sing. Will you stand? All we need is the Lord. All I need is you. That's tomorrow morning. That's, that's tonight. All we need is God. That's not 21 days of prayer. That's not even City Life services. That's not groups. All we need is God. That's all we need. All we need is Him. And as we abide in Him, we move forward. We 
flow from that place that we're loved to love. Come on, church. This is our prayer. Will you lift your hands to heaven right now? God, all we need is you. inevitable but the war has been won by Jesus and as you leave this place there is an invitation to connect more us in the room there's a connect table there you could get plugged into the team you could join a group everyone that came got a brochure those that are listening or watching you can go to the website or go to the church center app and sign up for a group You'll be hearing about it for the next couple weeks. There's many different groups, many different times, and many different days. And we pray that we would be people that connect with God and each other. We'll see you next week, 10 a.m. and 11.30. All races, all faces, and all ages, you belong here. We're going to keep loving this city one life at a time. And we're not going to stop until Jesus Christ comes back and he makes all things new. Go have the best day of your lives, y'all. Have your way, have your way, have your way, have your way in me. Have your way, 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 have your way in me. Have your way, 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 have your way in me. one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.